Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready to be energized and have some serious fun. This is the Energetic Education Podcast. Introducing your host, Dale Sidebottom. Huge warm welcome to everybody out there, and this is number 28 of the podcast. And today's episode is a really exciting one, and it's a third episode of sort of the three part series. Where two weeks ago we talked about using dice to engage students, last week was using a deck of cards, and today episode number 28 is called Uno is Number One. And you've probably guessed it by the title that we are now using a deck of Uno cards, the 108 fantastic colourful cards that are in a deck to engage students. Now, the activities that I'm going to give you today, these are examples, and like the other previous episodes, what we'd like you to do is use these as a template, okay? And we're going to talk about how easy it is to use these for different subjects. Now, um, I really like Uno cards, and I suppose for me, um, it relates back to my childhood when every holidays, particularly Easter, uh, would go would go camping, and Uno was one of the games that we played, and it got com- it got very competitive inside Bottom House, and that is just one memory of it. And then also, I remember going on school trips as a student and as a teacher. Um, one of the things you do at night is play Uno because everybody knows it, everybody's played it, and it is a really fun game. So, I think that's sort of why I wanted to talk about these games today. And not only that, that I've used these with students and teachers all around the world now. And they have been a huge hit. So um, the three activities I'm going to go through today is one's using Uno for a geography lesson or game. Another one is using Uno in a swimming pool, so for a swimming setting. And the final one is an Uno brain break game that can be used in the classroom as an energy break or to start off the day or anything like that. So if you don't have a deck of Uno cards... That is the main thing you'll need for, obviously, today's episode. Um, You can buy the 108 cards pretty cheaply. I know in Australia, you can buy them on eBay or from a place called Kmart for roughly around $8 or $9. And trust me, after today's episode, you'll be like, I really need a deck of Uno cards. Anyway, all right, here we go. Get your pen and paper ready because I'm about to share some amazing activities with you. Now, Uno Geography is the first game. And with all these games, you can either play them as a competition where obviously at the end of the game or until the deck runs out, whichever team's got the most cards wins. Or you can simply just do it as a lesson starter where groups will flip over a card, they'll complete the set uh, question or exercise or whatever you're getting to do, and then they'll go and do another one. I like making them into a game, and I'm going to show you a few different options about how you can do that. So for a deck of Uno cards, uh, if you get a blue, red, yellow, or green card, you need to obviously look at the number on those cards, and the number will mean how many answers you need to give for each of the categories. So for all blue cards in Uno Geography, they need to players need to write down a country starting with the letter A, B, C, or D. So for example, if it was a five of five of blue, they might need to name Australia, Bolivia, Brazil, Colombia and Denmark, okay? Once they've done that, they can go and get another card. If they get a red card, it needs to be countries with either green or red in their flag. Again, whatever that number is on the card is how many they need to do. Yellow cards are capital cities in either Europe or Asia, and green are countries in the Southern Hemisphere. Now, 
if you get the same card over and over, you can't repeat either capitals, flags, countries, or things like that. You need to get creative and think of new ones. Now, in my game, because I play this one a lot in Australia, if you get a reverse, you need to write Australia backwards. If you get a skip, you have to skip around the classroom, all right? So, or you might make students skip outside or something like that. If you get a draw two, all right, that means you're doubling your next card. So, for example, if I got a draw two and then I went and picked up a four of yellow, I would need to answer eight capital cities in either Europe or Asia to get those points. Now, a wild card. Uh, I always have that as a free card. So you can basically get one point for nothing and then you go and pick another card. And if you get a wild draw four, you need to pick four countries from different continents around the world. Now, this game works awesome as a lesson starter. Five minutes, at the end of the five minutes, the pair or team who has got the most cards are crowned champions. It's a lot of fun. This I like using, and I know for those who have come to my workshops, I use this all the time with teachers, the classroom teacher workshops I run, and it is a huge hit. So just think about that whole time, how you could substitute my geography questions with any subject that you're teaching. All right, so that was Uno Geography. Now, Uno Swimming is a little bit different, and this time when you pull over the colour cards, and it doesn't matter what number's on there because you're simply just going for the colour. Now, uh, I suppose one of the big things with swimming is that students in the pool cannot go and get a card because they're wet. You don't want the cards getting wet. So non-participant students who are not swimming for some reason, they will be the card masters and they are in charge of flipping over the cards for the students. Or you could laminate them if you'd like and then they can get wet. Now, I don't play this as a game, all right? So it doesn't matter how many cards you get because uh, we're not counting those. So this is more just a different way to mix up a swimming lesson. Now, here's what I've got written down. So if you get a blue card in my game, you need to do 50 meters freestyle and 10 squats. If you get a red card, it's 50 meters backstroke and 10 sit-ups. If you get a yellow card, it's 25 meters breaststroke. If you get a green card, it's 25 meters butterfly. If you get a reverse, you need to complete your previous card again. If you get a skip, you need to ask another student to repeat their card. So this is like a nice bullying sort of card that you get the opportunity to go and ask a student to complete that movement or that swimming stroke again. If they get a draw two, say it's double the next card, like exactly the same in Uno Geography. So for example, if they got a blue card, they'd need to swim 100 metres freestyle and do 20 squats. In my swimming game, my wild is a little bit different. If a student gets a wild in my game, they need to yell out, wild! And then all students need to jump into the pool and the teacher sets a timer and they need to tread water for one minute. When that time is done, teacher blows a whistle and students continue on what card they were currently completing. And if you get a wild draw four in my swimming uno, then you need to swim 25 metres of each stroke. Now, I made a rule that students couldn't use a skip on students who had got a wild draw four. And you can probably guess why. That just means that they would have just been swimming continuously for a long period of time. All right, so that's how I've used uh, Uno in the swimming pool. And for, as you'll see there, that isn't a game. It's not a competition. It's just a really fun way to mix up my swimming class. Now, final one I want to share with you today is Uno Brain Break. Now, I use this in the class 
for example, if I'm running a hour and a half session, the students cannot learn that long and they need a little energy break. I like to play a game and with today's game, we're playing Uno Brain Break. Now, I normally have groups in four teams here. So I'll split my class into four even teams and then basically as a team, they need to get a card, complete that card and they're trying to complete as many as they can in the five minute time frame. At the end of the five minutes, you can either say the team with the most card win or I'm going to give you another example of what you can do with those cards afterwards. So here are my movements. If you get a blue card, so looking at the number again on the card, that's how many reps you'll do. That is star jumps. A red card is chair squats. A yellow card is shoulder rotations, forward and back. And a green card is a wall push-up. If you get a reverse, you need to complete your last card again. If you get a skip, you need to skip around the class. If you get a draw two in this game, that means whatever color the draw two card is, you need to do 20 reps of that. So, for example, if you got a blue draw two, you would need to do 20 star jumps. If you get a wild in my Brain Break Uno game, that is one free point for your class. And then if you get a wild draw four, that is a 30 second plank that your team needs to complete. Now, at the end of the game, you can simply add up all those cards and the team with the most points wins. Or what I like to do is in the groups, even out distributing all the Uno cards and finish with a game of Uno. All right, it's got nothing to do with what you've just done, but it is a little bit of fun. Or what you can do then is you can turn it into a numeracy lesson and say, okay, first team to use only yellow cards add up to 13. And then they've got to all work together and find 13 with their yellow cards. Once the team's got a point for that, then you can say, okay, using only red cards, can you show me 21? Green cards, 24, and so on. Okay, what this does is it means the students who worked harder in that first five minutes of the game will have more opportunity now to win points by getting the combinations that you create. Reason being, the harder you work, the more cards you get, which means the more chance you have to win in this game at the end. So there's three really fun, easy games. And as you can see, I'd like you to think about using that Uno template for any subject. Okay, it'd be really simple to use that for history, geography, science, any of those subjects, it'd be simple to just get that deck of Uno cards and go bang, you've got an awesome lesson where kids will be super engaged. Now, as I mentioned, if you have not listened to episode 26 and 27 using dice and cards, I would go back and do that again because, again, I have listed my three best activities for each one of those. Now, episode number 29 is a little bit of a different one. I've got a fantastic interview with Mark Collard coming up from Playmeo. So that will be out next week. Guys, thank you very much for listening. If you've loved this episode or you use Uno cards for any other way in the classroom, please let me know. I love finding out new ways and ways to engage your students. Send me an email at dale at energetic.education and I would love to hear from you. Thank you very much for your time today, guys. I hope that is a useful lesson. If that is not, I guarantee the previous two weeks podcast will be. Enjoy using dice cards and Uno cards because I simply think they are amazing. It's a great way to get buy-in from all students because the games are super fun. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.